you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always, Devin. We are about to talk about the gold standard of wrestling, NXT. This week's edition of NXT. Kind of talk about everything we saw, what we thought about it. Uh, We were just talking about, and before we started recording, the Arrow Guy. Uh, For those (laughs) of you who don't know who we're referring to, I mean, anyone that watches NXT knows what we mean. But Damian Priest, whose name I, I just I t- kind of just want to call him Arrow Guy now because you know that just sums up how what I feel about him is he's just not worth saying his name because he just annoys me so much. Um, oh, man. man, just I, I so just, nothing about him you like. No, so even I'm when just, I was doing the music before, just stop His whole thing just annoys me now. Everything, the song, the posing, even the part of the entrance that I used to like, you know, where he just like kind of uh, throws his hand to the ground like over and over again. I'm getting, I'm annoyed by that now. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> just watching this man. I'm like, no, like this is, this is, this, he's he's not that dude. He's just not. No, he's not. You know, he's tall, he cool, but no, he's just not. Intent- I, I don't get it. If he were on the main roster right now, like. It would just be the crowd would not be interested, and he would just fade away. Like he just wouldn't make it. You know, I just don't see it. So, yeah, I mean, ugh, the Arrow guy. That just really sums it up. But he had a matchup with Boa, who yep. uh, Boa was in the breakout tournament. Yep. And um, you know, I was interested to see you know Boa and see what more that he had to offer because I felt like he didn't get that great of a sh- he didn't give that great of a showing during the tournament. He was okay. But you know, it felt like they were trying to talk about him, like, "Oh, it's a big deal." Um, just him being in the in the in NXT, and he has ability. But yeah, he didn't really. I didn't feel like he really showed it showed it off that well there. But I thought he had a in in a short amount of time during this matchup, um, he had a decent showing in terms of just his emotion that he was showing. I mean, he was like with every kick and every punch that he gave, like he was just like yelling at, at Damian Priest, which I thought was pretty yeah, cool. It was cool. Um, but it was brief. It was maybe like you know yeah. a minute of the match that he had this this moment where he was just kind of like trying to power up basically and figure this out to beat Damian Priest. But I knew Damian, it was over as soon as he did his arrow pose. I'm it, like, yeah. it was done. It was done. He hit him with like a clothesline and then he did the arrow pose in the corner, which I'm like, oh, you would do that. You would start to add that into it. So he did the arrow pose, did that kick finisher that he has. Um, oh, and then there was another, I guess, what is it? Crossroads, basically, you know, uh, Cody's yeah. finisher that he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got that. Um, yeah. I mean, I really don't even want to talk about this match, to be honest with you, because I'm just so annoyed with this dude. But I, I, I don't know. Like, here's my thing. The I don't want to. Infamy? 
What? <laughs> I, I, I guess what I want to, what I don't want to do is just kind of get on this dude for no reason, right? So just, just kind of putting words to it. I just feel like the way they're building him up doesn't match up with who he is. Like they're building him up like this guy who just can't be beaten, like this this monster type character. Like he's undefeated right now. He's just beating everybody. He beat Keith Lee, which I still don't understand. Yeah. Because Keith Lee, the the ability that he has, it just feels like he's not on Keith Lee's level. But they're trying to make it seem like he's better than him. Well, he won by Hill Taxes, I believe, right? He did. Yes, yeah, he did. He was kind of like uh, he used the referee, pulled him in front of him yep. to block Keith Lee from hitting him. And then, yeah, which it, I think if he were to do more of that, I would buy into this more. You know, but he's beating everybody else clean, you know, which I think they should build him up as a heel and just have the crowd be like, oh, why is this dude finding ways to win? And blah, blah. like, I feel like that would be more realistic to, to mm-hmm. how he's coming off, you know, because to, to be just beating people left and right. And he's not really that impressive. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit for me. So, yeah, to, to that point, I'm glad you brought that up, because if let's say I'm trying to help figure out a way to like what would it take for me a person who's not feeling this dude at all to want to watch him and say okay i'm now i'm into the story i think it would be something like that to where he was more of a heel to where he was um you know talking to the crowd you know put him on the mic and let's have him just kind of like getting into the getting to the crowd and 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 trying to to get over that way too um because i believe we only had a couple of vignettes before he made his debut so right that's right only thing he did so far yeah like let's 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 see some promo work let's let's have him use more heel tactics and i think then it'll it'll match up more with with how he's coming across because he he doesn't come across as somebody who should just be undefeated just because he's better than everybody like I don't buy that at all um so that's just how I feel about it well what's your take on arrow guy <laughs> well I, it, it still ain't clicking for me you know the whole those arrow poses really takes me out of it because a man of his caliber shouldn't really be doing that like all right if you're this I get it you're the archer of Infamy, you need a new monarch or something like that. Because yeah. that's that would change. That would be the post. first thing to be gone if he goes to the, to the main yeah, roster yeah. too. Because I think he has a good look, but that whole like, are right, you going? If you're looking to be a badass heel and you in here just posing like you you got to pretend arrow, you're getting ready to shoot. You know? yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't work for me, man. And you do it, you do it like a whole bunch of times during your entrance, and then in the middle of the ring, and then you do it right before you do your finisher. It's, it's not cool, man. That's that, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's just he. You know what? He kind of reminds me. He reminds me of a couple people. One guy I was thinking about is Test from back in the day. Like he kind of reminds oh. me of, of Test a little bit, like okay. the look and just the they they don't really have him on the mic as much either, but they have similar stature, you know, big guys. But I feel like Test there was something I don't know. I think he felt a little bit more intimidating, uh, just because I mean I, I don't know the power moves I remember Test doing and uh, towards yeah, the end of Test's career, yeah, yeah, he was he was a lot bigger. Now I don't know. I think maybe. If he was juicing or whatever to get as big as he did towards the end, but you know he was just a, a little bit bigger, more intimidating. Yeah, with that power bomb, that like uh, fallout power bomb was just a really nice finisher. I really like that. Um, and honestly, another guy he reminds me of, which I think this guy's actually way better than him. And yes, I am saying way better than him. So sorry, Arrow guy, but I'm gonna put Baron Corbin over you. 
Um, <laughs> and NXT Baron Corbin. So NXT Baron oh, Corbin, you know, yeah. the lone wolf with yeah, like yeah. the wrestling tights and all yeah. that. Like there is a similarity to the two of them where they both came in like just dominating people and they had a streak going. But Baron Corbin, I feel, is more charismatic than him. I do. I feel like he's just a, a more charismatic version of Arrow Guy, which yeah. we see well, yeah, right we now. We haven't like, really heard him do anything charismatic, just go in there and do arrow poses and right. wrestle. That's, That's it. That's it. That's it. So they, they need to do some more. I mean, he's def, definitely a developing character. We need him yeah. to get on the mic and see you know if he can maybe captivate the crowd in that way and get, get our attention. Um, I think that's something that for sure is missing. And then, I mean, the arrow poses. So here's like you, you're helping on that, and and I hear you. I don't think it helps, you know, like the the arrow poses. But I, I, it's not even that that bothers me. It's just the way that they're building him up to be like just better than what I think he actually comes across as. It just doesn't seem like he should be getting this much love as being this like just dominating character, you know. So that's more of my side. The arrow poses. I think that's good for like. You know, he's annoying with that. It annoys me to see it. And if he's more of a heel and he's doing heel tactics and cheating. I don't even and think he's the- going, going for that, though, to be annoying. He's legit. He wants to do that because he believes. He in thinks it's cool. cool. Right. Exactly. Right. But I, I guess what I I'm saying it, is. I think it will work if he was a face. But if you going for this badass heel, it doesn't yeah. work like that, man. Doing arrow po- poses, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a good point, too. That just. It seems like a goofy thing to do, and for a face, for a good guy, it's like, okay, it's kind of endearing to see them do some kind of fun thing like that. Like, um, you know, if, if let's take, um, oh, what's this dude's name? The guy that won the breakout tournament. Now I'm already blanking. Oh, Jordan Miles? Thank you, Jordan Miles. If a character like that who's fun and lively, I mean, we call him the Black Krillin because he's got this, yep. like, anime thing going. If he threw in poses like that, I think it's it's actually more acceptable because he's so lovable. It's like he can pretty much do whatever he wants, and essentially people, like, the fans will buy into it. And maybe they'll start doing stuff like that with him, you know. But with this guy, it's like, yeah, he's supposed to be a heel, and it's like, all right, I'm going to pose and do this arrow thing and, you know, light up the top of the arena, you know, with my name. And it's like, eh. So yeah, I hear you. I, 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 I'm with you on it, but I'm more annoyed with just the buildup and him being this yeah. dominant. Because they character. do the commentaries they do talk about his record, like he's just undefeated. Like no, he shouldn't be. Undefeated. They do Harper on that a lot. He definitely shouldn't have beat Keith Lee. That was a mistake. I Keith think that's what's really bothering you to the core yep. of it. Yeah. Well, before that, I was annoyed with him, but that kind of put it over the top. Like really. Keith Lee? <laughs> that, that, no, you should. You, maybe it could have been no contest. Maybe it could have been disqualification. But you had yeah. that. And it wasn't clean. I mean, he did pull heel tactics. It wasn't. But still, it's just like, beat Keith Lee? No. So anyway, anyway, that, I, I'm, I'm done with talking about Arrow Guy if you are. Because I, I want to move I'm on. I'm done. I'm done. Game. We can move on, man. All right. All right. Nice. I just, it's just funny that every time I see him, I just, you know, like I said, I think. <laughs> the disgust of, that I have. I see. I of. see it all over your face. Like, I get a oh, kick man. out of that. Like, I'm just laughing with this Arrow Guy because I'm like, oh, Jeez. man, I could just tell how annoyed Hafiz is right man, now. <laughs> man. Yep. Yep. You're right. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh. I just groan. I'm just like, oh. Here we go, this dude. And I'm just, I can't wait for the match to be over. I'm just like, all right, all right. And usually I'm watching the opponent more because the opponents he goes against are kind of interesting wrestlers just to see. Like, there's people, he, they're unknowns. 
but they're good. They're more talented than your typical jobbers. So yep. I, I I like seeing the competitors he goes against because it's like, all right, let's see what this guy has and what you know athleticism this person has or what you know passion this person wrestles with. Because yeah, Boa this week, I felt like we got a little bit more from him in terms of his personality and his passion and just like the yelling and the roar. Like I kind of appreciated that. So you know, I want to see more of Boa and less of Arrow guy. So leave it at that. <laughs> Um, so the next segment that we had was uh, Velveteen Dream uh, talking to Roderick Strong through a promo video. Yep. Just kind of hyping up their upcoming matchup for the North American Championship, um, which, you know, really not. I mean, it was, it was a cool promo video, just the way they shot it and everything. You had the purple smoke, uh, purple haze going. Yeah. Uh, with very Velveteen, dramatic, very Velveteen Dream. Very Velveteen Dream, exactly. <laughs> so I think more of the topic here would be, um, you know, just the matchup coming up. Now is actually going to be, I think, either the main event or just a part of the live show that's going to happen next week, which we talked about that, that, oh, that would be a great thing for them to do. Would be like the first live show for for um, uh, NXT to have the North American Championship be be on the line. Now yeah. I think what we were saying is for that to be the main event of the the show that that goes head yep. to head with AEW. Exactly. So, yeah, so for their October second. Is that when AEW premieres? So, I think so. That, that's what we were saying. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that October 2nd show. But it's happening this week instead. So um, what do you think about that? Do you think they they maybe should be trying to hold off on this? Or are you okay with them doing this matchup now? Huh. I think when I think about it, I think I'm okay. Because you got balancing dreams. And you're looking to make an immediate impact. And why not do it with Valentine Dream? So, it, it, to me, it makes sense. And you're going to do it for the title. So, you're trying to get as many, as many viewers as you can before the AEW. Instead of just trying to hope you can get, the, get them with a match that you scheduled for. Why not just hit it out the gate? So, do it for their big premiere. Yeah, I like that. I mean, uh, you know, at first, you know, I was actually really excited hearing about it. I'm like, oh man, this is great. And then, I, then you know, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, they could have used this for the for the head to head because that might make people question. Because now we're, we're talking about the prophecy being fulfilled, you know, in the programming head to head with AEW. Like that would be a tougher, a tough decision, you know, which yeah. one I want to watch live. But um, I'm okay with it. I feel like, you know, and to your point, setting up that, uh, building up that momentum with the live show with something like this, that's a great way to get, you know, fans who, you know, or just, just viewers who are flipping channels and maybe they turn to USA while this is happening and, you know, they see it like, oh, what the hell is this? Who's this Velveteen Dream guy? And, oh, Roderick Strong, what? The Undisputed Era? And they just, you know, fulfill the prophecy. Oh, and, you know, just the way that the crowd will be with that and them oh, just going nuts yeah. for it. I think that is a great way to kind of start things off for that live show. So, yeah, I think it's a good decision. I I, I still want them to – I want this competition. So I'm looking for NXT to really challenge me to want to watch them. Um, versus AEW and vice versa. I want AEW to really go for it and try to put their main event to be something big. So I'm really like torn 
between watching both of them. As a wrestling fan, I just selfishly want that, you know, for both of them to really put their best foot forward for the show um, when they go head-to-head finally. But, you know, in this situation, yeah, I, I had like a little bit of a roller coaster in terms of, you know, I was excited, and then I'm like, ah, man, it could have been great for competition, but I'm back to, no, nah, it's exciting. It's yep. exciting. And that I momentum it, is good. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, yep. So, so that'll cap it for that. Really looking forward to that matchup. Now, uh, after that, we had Johnny Gargano um, come into the ring to talk about what his future will be with NXT. And this started out pretty cool. Like, you had Johnny Gargano yeah. in the ring and then having the Johnny Wrestling chant go for, I don't even know how long this was, man. It, it, it felt like it was like 10 minutes or something. Yes. Straight. It, just, it they, wasn't slowing down. It no. wasn't like, you know, oh, it's just slowly dying off. Like, how, how you know a chant is about to, you know, just completely stop chanting. But no, yeah. it just kept going. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was a, a beautiful moment to see for Johnny for that crowd to give him that love, you know, and for Johnny to just you know have that moment because we weren't sure. I mean, I had my thoughts on what was probably going to happen here that that Johnny would, would the best thing for Johnny would be to stick around. Um, you yep. know, we we talked about we both said that I believe yes, yes, yeah. we, and we we did mention two or five live, but with the news that two or five live is going to NXT, it's kind of like well. It kind of makes sense, you know, like, like have Johnny stay, man. Go yeah. to the main roster right now. It's kind of like, we've both joked about it, like, press pause on that. Because, you know, every, everyone that goes up to the main roster right now is kind of, you get nervous about what the future holds for you them do. and how their characters are going to get messed up, basically. Um, so, here, it was just like, you know, we were hoping that Johnny was going to stay. And it was nice how they set it up again with the with the chants and the crowd showing the love and Johnny talking about and Johnny spoke with passion. He did. You know the promo he had was great talking about you know we built this thing together you know and just like just all the people like people like me and people in the back you know having that opportunity you know to show the world what we can do and just like like you could really feel that Johnny's love for NXT the way that he was speaking so it was just a really great moment. You know, and he's about to announce, you know, um, his his fun his decision, you know, saying, you know, and you guys have had my back, you know, from the beginning, you know, and with that, you know, I've decided and he got cut off by of all people, <laughs> right. Shane Thorne. Which when this happened, I'm like, oh, this dude. God. Right. I'm like, Come oh, on. God, really? What are you doing? <laughs> Just coming in. Like, you are out of your league, man. Like, this is a joke. There's no way that in a match with Johnny Gargano, anyone is going to believe that you're going to, you know, have any kind of competition for Johnny Gargano. So don't even waste our time with this, really. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was funny. We talked about this last week when he was, when he got on uh, the commentating team for having showed the video package for Johnny Gargano. And he's like, oh, you know, why is there all this love for Johnny Gargano? You should be talking about Shane Thorne. And it didn't even sound right to even hear. (laughs) Like, what? Talk, why would we talk about Shane Thorne? You, no. Oh, Over Johnny Gargano? Are you high? Like, what is going on right now? So, yeah, and he walks out. He has this look on his face like he's just disgusted. He's like, oh, here we go again. Johnny Gargano taking all this time. Why couldn't you just take a selfie, post it on Twitter, and just tell us what you were going to do? And I'm like, oh, my God. Just... Just, this is just terrible. And, you know, he gets in the ring. He's like, you know, you should just pack your bags and just go. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, all right, Johnny starts walking away. It was almost similar to what Undertaker had yep, done exactly. on SmackDown. You know, he starts walking to the ropes. 
And then he's he uh, Johnny says, uh, you know what? You're right. Uh, I am NXT, and I'm not going anywhere. And he turns around, and he super kicks the head off of Shane Thorne, which yeah. is awesome to see. And he stood over him, and he kind of looked up, and he looked at the camera, and he writes NXT for life. So uh, signifying he ain't going nowhere. Exactly. Um, if anything, he might even be an NXT lifer now. Like he's mm-hmm. just NXT will be his permanent home. Um, so it just makes sense for Johnny to do this for him to stick around. I'm glad he made short work of Shane Thorne. Um, what are your thoughts on all this, man? You chime in here. Oh uh, man, I, I love this moment. Like when he first came down the rink and he was just getting this all this love and praise from the fans and they was just with a nonstop chant. I, I was just in awe too. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just getting all this love. He actually took a sat he, he sat down just yeah. to take it all in too because yeah. he couldn't believe it as well. And yeah. he actually had an interrupt and was like, whoa, whoa, guys, all right. <laughs> like he, he that's how he got the chant to stop because yeah. he had to stop it. Yeah, basically, man. Cause that he said, chant. "I told them, I told them it would be a brief moment, but with yeah. all this, you know, like, <laughs> it was, it was cool. perfect. It was perfect, yeah. man. Just him, just, just really, really connecting with the crowd, man. Like yes. that is a perfect example of a face connecting with the crowd, right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like him, just seeing that, and you know, of course, you know, this guy Shane Thorne just walking around with, with tight jeans with no shirt. Okay." <laughs> Yeah, where's your shirt? Where's I mean, shirt? I get it, you, know, you built, but this is this is weird, man. Like, come on, put on a shirt. You know, be normal. Like, you're not about to wrestle because right. you're in jeans. So you're just walking so, around with no, with shirt, no shirt. All right, this is already weird. And then you're basically an unknown. Like, sure, some people know you because you were in that tag team, but who yeah. are you? Like, you, why are you in the ring? Why are you sharing the ring with Johnny Gargano? Now, like, it just didn't make any sense. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Right, it's all good, man. Yeah, like, I was like, come on, man. This guy, like, this guy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. I like, anyone else? Uh, yeah. Angel Garza. That would have yeah. been cool. Oh, man. We'll this guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, it was cool that moment when, you know, uh, Johnny Gargano super kicked, you know, he, and then he symboled out with his, his fingers Writing out NXT for life, which was a great moment, and that was cool. So, I had hats off to Johnny Gargano. He really knocked that promo out of the park, man, and to the crowd too. It was just everything was just in you know synergy right there. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. You know, I had talked about last week a little bit about um you know the writers because we talked about that NXT was going to be scripted or maybe more scripted than it's been before. And Johnny Gargano is one of the guys that I said that in some cases I feel like some promos you know, maybe don't come off as strong as other promos for Johnny. So for it to be scripted for him in some cases, I feel like, you know, it it would make sense to me. Hearing this promo, you know, this is the type of Johnny that that I would say, no, you don't need to script anything for him as long as he's coming from the heart like this. Like, he really showed that with whenever he's speaking with passion, whenever he's speaking from his heart, like, that really connects with people. So there will be no reason to write anything for him as long as he's continuing to do that and just speaking from the heart, you know, and and just, 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 
like that raw emotion of Johnny is but people just love that. They feed off of that. The audience feeds off of it. So I, I, I hope that, you know, Johnny looks back at this and, and, you know, thinking back to like his promos with Adam Cole, you know, with Tommaso Ciampa, like those storylines were very like they got very personal, they did. you know, for they him. Did. And so that's like his best work, man. So I'm hoping that we see more of that with him. I feel like with Alistair Black, it wasn't as much so in some at some parts of that like they tried to make him the heel persona at that time and i feel like he it they tried but it wasn't completely like i feel like i didn't completely connect with that johnny to be honest with you like i understood why he was doing it and why they were trying to do something different with johnny at the Mm -hmm. time but for me like the promo work there there were glimpses of something that could be really cool but at other times, I was like, you know, it, it's not as strong as this to put it to put it simply. I can it was see that. good, okay. you know. It was good when when he was doing the heel thing with the camera, you know, and saying, "Yeah, it was me that attacked you. Like I'm the one that jumped." Blah blah. blah. Like it it worked for what it was, but I didn't connect with that. Like I connect with this with this version of Johnny. So you know, just I think that for him, yeah, like passion, that passion, speak with that passion, speak with that heart, keep it real. And, you know, with that fire, man, like, the NXT crowd is, is going to be with you forever. So, you know, it was awesome to see. It was really an awesome sight. Yeah, man, I totally agree with with what you just all said about, you know what I'm saying, about John Gargano. Like, that dude is definitely for lifer and just, he's like that, that upper echelon of NXT, you know what I'm saying, like Mount Rushmore right there. That's, yeah. You got to put him up there with Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole wants to put himself, you know, four times, but <laughs> four times. Yeah. you gotta, you gotta make room. I'm sorry, you gotta share that glory. <laughs> you know what, I, man? That that's that's with you being as big of an Adam Cole fan, and with all the back and forth that we've had with Johnny Gargano, yeah. and Adam Cole. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Showing some love for my boy Johnny, like because look, Adam Cole. I've said it. Like Adam Cole for me, he's awesome. He's amazing. He's the face of NXT. There's no arguing that right now. He's the face of NXT. You know, and Johnny Gargano always has a place in my heart, man, because that dude, he's been around for a long time, and he's been wrestling all over the world, and just his story is a true underdog story, and he's, man, he's he's climbed from the, the bottom for real and, and made it all the way up to that mountaintop. So I'm, I, I love Johnny's story, and I always want to root for him. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you giving him that props to say he's a Mount Rushmore guy, because yeah, I do man. feel like he's I'm, I'm going to give props when it's due, and he definitely earned it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There you go. Johnny Wrestling. Getting them props from, from my boy Devin. If we've seen that day, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's keep it going with the NXT uh, recap here. Um, they did a promo video for the Forgotten Sons, which, to be honest with you, yeah. I kind of tuned this out. So yeah. I'm just going to mention it happened. We, we forget. <laughs> right? I just <laughs> forgot the Forgotten Sons. I would, man. I, I just tuned it out as well. Dude, I tuned it out. I tuned it out. So I really nothing to say here. I just don't. I'm not feeling this team. I don't know. It's just yeah. not, not my thing. I, yeah. Now, Riker, so, he got something, but. Riker has something yeah. on his own. He does. Yeah. But the Forgotten Sons as a, as a faction. No, no, I yeah. let's just this is in that. Like we was exiles, and then I, I was just hearing bits and pieces, but I, man, I really tuned this out. Yeah, yeah. Just so, just being real, it's feedback. You know, like certain things will work. I mean, I, I watched the Damian Priest matchup. I did. Yeah. The Forgotten Sons promo video. Pff, 
not so much. So I'm, I'm even less of a fan of that. If that gives you anything to, to gauge that on. Um, so let's get to something that was that was way more exciting. Oh hell which yeah! Which was this hell yeah done Angel oh, Garza matchup. Man, wow! I was surprised by this. But I heard it. I'm like, what Angel Garza? Yeah, <laughs> I had no, I had no idea because you know I see Pete Dunn coming out. I'm like, oh cool, Pete Dunn's gonna have this matchup, and then Angel Garza is like the, the on the Tron had his name pop up, and he came. I'm like, what? This is gonna be great. Like I can't <laughs> wait to see where this is gonna where this is going. So uh, why don't you break this down for us, man? Tell us uh, how this match went and what you. Uh, first of all, man, you know when Pete Dunn came out, I was like, cool, he got a great. Uh, warm welcome, and the ladies was loving him, man. He was getting yeah. like a whole bunch of just screams from the from the uh, women. Yep. But uh, what was I? What I, what I was surprised and shocked when I saw Angel Garza on the video graphic. I was like, "What? I couldn't believe!" It. I'm like, "Angel Garza!" And I immediately sat up. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm watching this. I'm definitely gonna be paying attention to this." And it was great him just being Angel Garza comes down, gets uh, he leans over to one of the fans, gets uh kissed on the cheek by elderly woman with purple hair yeah that was cool he's she's a regular down. yep yep yep, yep, yep. And, and she's walking and he's as he's walking down you know the guy's trying to shake his hand he's just trying to just like no i'm not touching you man you guys yep. are disgusting so yep, he just kind of yep. casually walk around trying to trying to avoid them too man he's like hey, you're not getting me not touching nope, this trying to touch him. He's like, nope, nope. <laughs> no right <laughs> avoided him, man you know it is uh it was great in the beginning it was like it, it and in, in, in how they kind of told the story was cool because it was like Angel didn't res, didn't respect he didn't take him serious at first mm-hmm. it's like ah this guy Angel and then it was cool how I saw the reaction from uh, Pete Dunn he was like man who the hell is this dude <laughs> his, like, face just, was like, his face was just yeah. said it all like even my wife pointed out I'm like oh like yeah he doesn't mm-hmm. like him I'm like yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what is this who yeah is exactly this yeah, yeah who is this guy <laughs> this guy <laughs> right man but it turned out being a good match man Pink Dunn just being Pink Dunn you know doing that some of that wrist manipulation and really working his arm mm-hmm. and Angel Garza was doing a great job too man uh, being very agile and uh, being very agile doing some uh, good chop kicks too as well man ended up being a real good match it was kind of had it had some close finishers as well. I was like, oh, I thought one time I thought Angel Garza had him, mm-hmm. uh, like on I think it was a second pinfall attempt, and I was like, oh my god, I almost got bought, almost bought into that. So it was very, very good match, man. Yeah, I, I love this matchup. I mean, it was I, so I don't want to say that I was surprised with the way they went with this because I, I was I was enjoying it. But it was amazing that they gave Angel Garza so much love and that it was such a close back-and-forth matchup. You know, that was the part that was slightly surprising to me. I'm like, wow, they are really showing Angel Garza some respect here by, you know, having him and Pete Dunne kind of look like, for a long period of that matchup, like, you could say, oh, this is going either way. I mean, Angel Garza, you know, giving Pete Dunne as much as he was getting from Pete Dunne. Um, you know, in the end, Pete Dunn went over, you know, got the the uh, joint manipulation, broke his fingers. He tapped out. Yep. Angel Garza tapped out. 
So that was, uh, you know, the great ending to it all. But yeah, just overall, the kicks that Angel Garza was giving him, you know, and just, I mean, it, it was it was awesome to see. Of course, he had the moment where he ripped off the tights and showed uh, the ladies yeah. the, 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 the oh, tights man. underneath, you Nigel know. McGinnis so, was crazy. Avert your eyes, Beth. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh man! Even the crowd too. The the one uh, other regular guy that we always noticed, the bald guy with the glasses. Oh at yeah. At one point when he did that, he stood up and he was like, "Yeah," just like kind of like enjoying that too. And I'm like, "Oh man!" Like I noticed him right away. I'm like, "Oh, oh okay. wow. the, the, the fans are really trying to help Angel Garza get over it to where even like you know, man, woman didn't matter. Like everybody yeah. was going nuts for and anticipating him to just like. Uh, reveal like the tearaway tights or whatever so <laughs> it's just funny man yeah, that everybody dude. loves that like that every time he does it the the well uh the mal ugh, can't even say it right now the uh uh i'm getting tongue-tied <laughs> <When> <laughs> the jaws he, drop or whatever, like, exactly man yeah like, yeah oh my god i couldn't believe that bro when he yeah, did yeah it was great man just I mean, and again fun matchup to watch overall hard-hitting matchup to watch um, of course, I mean, you know, with a Pete Dunn matchup, you're going to get the joint manipulation. You're going to get a stiff matchup. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and Wade Angel Garza, he showed that he could hang with that, you know, and like give give as well as he got. You know, I'm going to say it again because yes. that's that's just what I came away with that, you know, Angel Garza has got that if factor, man, like charisma wise. He's, he has it. The entrance, it's awesome. It's fun. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's going to be fun to watch him. He definitely saw put it in me the breakout on notice. Tournament. Yeah, I was just about to say that. He definitely put me on notice on the NXT breakout tournament, man. Yeah. I, I was definitely impressed just the way he came down and had so much charisma, man. And he really got a chance to show his uh, wrestling chops against Pete Dunne, which was cool, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, shout out to both of those guys. Great matchup. Uh, we're going to keep it moving to this. Uh, well, so the Street Profits, um, they, they filmed this when they were at, uh, in New York for Raw. Um, it was uh, uh, them in Central Park, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Kind of talking about um, just the, the fact that, hey, you know, everything has been, been great. Like, they made it to New York. They made it. They're going to be at Raw at MSG. But then they say, you know, there's something missing. And it was the fact that they didn't have the NXT championships anymore, that that would have put it over the top yeah. for them. If they would have been able to be in New York at MSG as NXT tag team champions still, it would have been great. But when Angela Hawkins Har- said, that's something the smoke couldn't handle. Yes, yes, <laughs> the exact words, which was great. Uh, you know, and then uh, they they talked about, well, you know, the, the next step, the, the next part of their plan, basically, is to get a rematch for that the live show. So, for, if I'm understanding this right, what they were insinuating is that either this week or maybe the following week on the live portion of the show um, that's going to happen on USA, that they would challenge for the Tag Team Championships. I don't know if it would be this first show that they're going to do next week or if it's the following week. Did you catch the... the, I, think the it's, I think it's next week. Okay. Damn, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, to have that to rematch say- and the the Velveteen Dream Ryder Strong matchup. Man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They even ever did, did they do an advertisement for uh, what's his name, uh, bro? Oh, Matt Riddle. Yes, yeah. yes. Now that is gonna be on the WWE Network, I believe. The Street Fight. Yeah, they did say that. Yep. Yeah, Killing Dane yep. and, and Matt so Riddle. So be on yeah. the second hour. Yep. Yep. Which that's gonna be great too. I can't wait to see that. Um, I just I, I wish that that was on the main on USA also, just because it would have been great for people to be able to see. I know the carnage that's going to be in that matchup. It's going to be insane. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, they decided to put that on, on the network. At least for the first two weeks, we're going to have this kind of switching thing where the first, you know, first hour is on USA, second hour is on the network. But, um, you know, me, I'm going to watch both, so it's fine. I'll, I'll catch it. Um, but, yeah, this, this uh, matchup for the Tag Team Championships on the live show and then coupling that with the Roderick Strong Velveteen Dream matchup for the North American Championships, that's going to be a fun show. That's going to be a fun, fun show. It will yeah. most definitely, man. And, you know, in the Street Profits, they definitely bring the charisma. So, I, like, like in this promo they did, you know, just them breaking down, you know, what's the plan ahead for them in Monday Night Raw and talking about, you know, the titles that they're missing would have been perfect. Them showing that Madison Square Garden just been an awesome moment. So, I, I definitely enjoyed that part. My question to you is mm-hmm. actually pertains to them when they were talking about Monday Night Raw. Yeah. What are your thoughts on them just being like MCs of of Raw? Like, you know, that's all they do. They just recap, but no type of action, you know. No interaction with, you know, some of the roster outside of what they do uh, besides just breaking down, just recapping. Yeah, you know, I actually actually enjoy it. I enjoy the energy that they bring. I Mm -hmm. think they do a great job as hype men for Raw. You know, and it's not something that I would have ever booked or predicted or thought, you know, this would be a good idea. But they've made it into something that, you know, it's fun. Like, I actually enjoy seeing them in any capacity I can get them because they're just so charismatic. Um, Having said that, I feel like this week was one of the first weeks where I kind of felt like they were getting ready to say, hey, they were going to have a match. Or they were going to show up on Raw and MSG. Like the way that they were talking about Madison Square Garden. It just felt like, man, it would be so great if they were getting ready to announce. You know, after hyping up everything. Being yeah. like, hey, you know what the best part is? We're making our debut on Monday Night Raw tonight. It would have been like, oh my God, Street Profits at Madison Square Garden. Going up against whoever. You know, and just having the, like, you know, just their whole thing. And bringing that charisma to the ring. I, I I wanted that. I really wanted to see that at Madison Square Garden, but it was purely, you know, hype, which, yeah, it, 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 this was the first week where I really felt it like, man, this, this, I want this to lead, we know it's going to lead to them yep. being on the main roster. It's, it's inevitable at this point now with them. Or maybe I thought about this way. They're trying to get, they're trying to tell viewers to go check them out. On NXT, if you want to see more of them as well, it can work in that. In it that could work aspect. in that way too. Yeah. It could, yeah, because yeah, to to because they um, always flash the NXT graphic, and you know right. where when they mention about the Street Profits, it's not like a, under a raw logo, or raw graphic. It's an NXT graphic. Yeah, I mean, it would still be nice for them to be able to get a match on Raw though after being there for so long. You know, like even if it's just in one off capacity, if they yeah. just have the match on Raw, but then they're still on NXT. I think that'd probably be the best of both worlds because I honestly would rather them stay on NXT than move up to Raw. That's true. Um, Quote-unquote yeah. move up to Raw because I don't really call that moving up anymore. Um, you know, I feel like NXT is a better place for them because yeah. the tag team division in NXT, they take more more love. They have more love for it there than they do on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, um, I just call so, it a lateral move. That's, that's right, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly. <all> it <laughs> but to just it's true. It's true at this point. It's not developmental anymore. Yeah. You know when it's clearly the the when it comes to the overall you know product that they're putting out there, man. NXT is just better. You know, and it's funny now that you, we were talking about this. 
the promo uh, package that they have or the commercials that they have for NXT, you know, when they started out, it says, um, if you don't want your, your like no BS, basically, you know, like, and then it, then you, you may want to watch NXT. Like that's yep. part of the commercials that yeah. they have. And I'm yeah. like, so are they saying that raw and SmackDown have, have, BS that maybe you know if we don't want the BS of Raw and SmackDown then we should watch NXT or is this a shot at AEW because NXT is going to be running side by side with AEW to say that hey if you don't want BS watch NXT over AEW I think it's right? a shot at AEW yeah they wouldn't can't be you taking think, a shot at your own brand you, you would think except you know if I'm watching this on USA and I'm watching Raw and I'm a casual fan let's say I'm not really thinking about AEW. Like, maybe I'm not following AEW. Maybe I just watch WWE because, you know, John Cena used to be there. And yeah. I'm just checking out every once in a while. So, if I see that, I'm thinking, no BS. Like, the only other thing I can think of is Raw and SmackDown. Because that's that's all that. So, it could be interpreted that way is my that's point. True. Like, Yeah, that's a good point. Like, without give you that. further clarification, without yeah. actually mentioning AEW, which they would never do. You know, it just is a funny way to promote NXT as, like, the no BS brand. Like, you know, you won't see all that, the nonsense you see in other places. Like, where, WWE? Why don't you be more specific? Because I could twist that and say, yeah, like Raw, like SmackDown, and how some of the goofy booking you guys have done. Um, so, yeah, it's just a funny commercial, I thought. You know, in, in, in conjunction with everything we're saying right now with, with, the, with the shows. But, yeah, man, um... I am. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Street Profits and seeing them on this this uh, this live broadcast. Okay. And yeah, it'll be fun. And yeah, to to I, back to your point, thank because I almost forgot the uh, the question you had <laughs> asked. Actually, to be honest with you, but um, I'm 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 fine with it. But I want it to pay off at a certain point. That that the Street Profits, all this MCing that they're doing, all the hyping that they're doing. Yeah. I would love to see them have a match on Raw eventually. And um, you know, I want them to stay on NXT. But a match against just some established tag team, either the Usos or the Revival or someone like that, you know, oh, the New man. Day, like it would be cool. I feel like you That'd know, be cool if they did something against the New Day. The I New mean, Day, yeah, even the New Day, or I would say the Usos. You know, yeah, like, man, they tell the Usos like y'all don't want this smoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. So yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I think I'm there though. Like I, how I feel about it. Like, all right, I'm. I just want to see these guys wrestle yeah. on Raw now instead of just yeah. Because yeah, all this MCing is cool, but in the end, I like man, I need to see you guys wrestle. Like, like I'm just, anticipating you. Like everything you're yeah. hyping up is okay and yep. everything. Like I see you really working hard to try to make me excited about these things. That you know, some things I'm excited about, some things I'm not. But you guys are really trying to just show that passion. But every time I see them, yeah, I mean, you're right. I want to see them wrestle. I'm excited to see what they look like on Raw whenever they show up in the back like that. So one day it'll happen. It'll be like, oh, man. Or maybe they'll tease it, and it looks like they're going to wrestle, and then something happens to stop it, which, you know, WWE likes to play games like that sometimes. They do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They do. They just do. But it'd be great. It'd be great to see them in the ring. All right, so we're going to keep it moving. There was another matchup here. Raul Mendoza versus Cameron Grimes. Um, so both of these guys were in the breakout tournament. Yep. Uh, Raul, Raul Mendoza, I think he lost in the first round, and Cameron Grimes went to the finals. So uh, Cameron Grimes came out with a slightly different look 
Um, he had a top hat on and he looked a little bit more disheveled and it was just kind of like, it was interesting. I mean, it's different. I see what they're going for a little bit because the last promo he did, he was like, oh, you know, I should have won or I should have, like, he was just really upset about the fact that he lost the breakout tournament. So it kind of looks like maybe he's breaking down, like, you know, it's, he's falling apart at the seams a little bit and he just came out. (laughs) I mean, you, you had a laugh. So what, what's going on with you with Cameron Grimes's look? Did you not like it? Do you think it was goofy? That top hat was, (laughs) it's not working for, because it feel like it's, uh, you're trying to mix cowboy with that. Okay. And like I'm seeing you going for that carny look, but it it doesn't it doesn't no no I I it, it honestly Cameron Grimes doesn't click with me because I hate his finisher too. It's so mm. damn basic. Yeah, like you shouldn't be winning off that just a stump to the chest. Yeah, it's like a I don't know man a subpar coup de grace with coup de grace yeah. for uh for Finn Balor. I mean, Kofi does that as a regular move already. Yeah, he does. Yeah, man. So why yeah. is this a finisher? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, with with Cameron Grimes with the top hat, I was okay with it. I mean, I see again, I see what they're going for in terms of his character kind of falling apart because he lost, and so he's looking a little bit crazy. It's kind of Mad Hatterish, you know, from Batman. Uh, you know, yeah. so I, I I I see it. Um, but you know, I also wasn't that big of a fan of Cameron Grimes in the breakout tournament. So it's it's I, I appreciate the the attempt to maybe do something different with his character. Um, so we'll see how it de- continues to, to develop. Uh, the match itself, I thought, was OK. Um, you know, I thought Raul Mendoza, I mean, he showed what he showed in the breakout tournament. He's very athletic. You know, he's kind of he has that high flying style. Um, so I thought he did a good job just overall having a solid matchup. But it wasn't a really memorable matchup for me. Um, I Almost tune this one out too, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I'll but, be uh, honest, I kind of just tune this out because of just yeah, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's fair, you know. They it's up to them to really gain our attention. So I, yeah. I I watched it because you know, for me, even though I'm not sold on Cameron Grimes, I do kind of feel like there could be potential. I mean, they were trying to build him up, and I don't, I don't, I feel like he does need another finisher. Because we've seen so many different versions of that move. And like I said, Kofi does that as a regular move. There's the coup de gras. There's guys in NXT UK that you do the foot, foot stomp at all. Cesaro does a foot stomp as well when someone's already on the ground. Right, there's so many people yeah. that do this that, you you know, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a unique move. You know, maybe five years ago it would have been unique to see that. But now it's like there's a lot of people yeah, doing a lot that. Of people so you got to find something that's different. Just a basic wrestling move now. At this point now, yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, solid matchup. At the end, uh, Graham and Grimes went over with the move that we're talking about, the double foot stomp um, stand off a prone uh, wrestler. He's, the guy wasn't laying down. He was more, like, running towards him. He jumps up. I guess it's a show of athleticism to be able to jump up that high and step on someone's chest and force them down to the ground. But, yeah, it's 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 been done by a lot of people now. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see how they continue to evolve uh, both of these guys, both of these breakout tournament uh, veterans now. Um, now, moving on to a segment they had backstage. Uh, Candice LeRae went to the back. Uh, she was upset. Uh, she talked to uh, general manager William Regal. Uh, yeah. She was upset about Io Shirai being rewarded, basically, for all of the things that she'd, done, that she'd been doing. Uh, saying, you know, Io Shirai has just been like attacking people and, and being brutalizing uh, other other wrestlers and for that, she gets a shot at uh, you know a number one contendership matchup for the women's championship. Like, how is that fair? 
you know, when William Regal, you know, basically says, okay, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it a fatal four-way, and I'm going to put you in the match. So, you know, rewarding Candice LeRae, yeah. essentially, and adding her to it, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And then he kind of had a, a small moment of thought. <laughs> right. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> like, he had an epiphany that just hit him. Right. <laughs> that, hey, if, if Rhea Ripley, since she's going against Shayna Baszler tonight, if she wins her matchup, maybe I'll make it a five-way. Which I'm like, oh, well, damn. If he does that, then we know who's winning. Because exactly. Rhea Ripley being in that yes. match is a wrap. Like, yes. she is going to win that matchup. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I just see with Candice LeRae being there, it just makes it so that EO not winning the match. There's a story to be told where it'll make sense. Where EO and Candice kind of take each other out of this matchup. Um, and, yeah, if Rhea Ripley does get added to this match, then... Yeah, it, it's it's a foregone conclusion what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what was your thoughts on this? I like this segment. You know, like, man, William Regal is probably the best GM. You know? He is the best. Like, It's if, not probably, if, man. Right. Yeah, he's, yeah he dude. is. not probably. He is. Because, really, real talk, if you speak logically to him, he'll give you a logic answer back. Like, can, like uh, Candles the Rage, basically, hold on, what the hell? Like, she's been beating my ass, beating other wrestlers, and what happens? You reward her with the championship? I was just like, you're right. Well, I'll make it a fatal four-way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just like that. Just like yeah. that. And yeah. then it was crazy because it looked like he was, he was he, you saw the expression right after that. Like, he was just in, in awe about something. He's like, you know what? Fred Ripley wins. It'd be a fatal five-way. Just sat back in the chair and just like, oh my god! He just he just realized what what could possibly happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just a great moment right there. So I enjoyed this segment, man. And shout outs to William, William Regal, man. He's the best. He's the best general manager going, man. Yes. maybe the best one ever, really. Yes. Because I don't think anyone has lasted as long as he has uh, as general manager. So yeah, man. Big props to William Regal. You know how to handle situations, man. Yes. Yes. Like with me and Yim the the other week, where she was like, "Oh, did you see what uh, what uh, Shayna Baszler and the other horsewomen? Did you see what the, what happened there? What are you gonna do about that?" He's like, "Look, you had your, first of all, you attacked them. What did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> right?" Then he's like, "And you had your match against Shayna Baszler at Takeover, and you lost, yep. and that was it. That he was just it. walked away, and me and Yim couldn't say anything. She's like." He's right. <laughs> there's, right. There's no argument. There's Wait, nothing, nothing you can say to him. Right. He's just so perfect. Like, William Regal just, like you said, the logic, it just, if you say something to him that makes sense, he will respond with like, yeah, you make a great point. And if you say something that doesn't make sense, he's like, no, you you lost. Yeah. You lost. You jumped And make them. you understand the reasons why that doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> they can't even argue back. It's just like, damn, he's right. I hate it, but he's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, yeah, he's great. He's great. All right, so let's keep it moving here. There was a short of uh, vignette or a video package for Dakota Kai uh, yeah. announcing that she's going to be coming back. So really excited to see Dakota Kai back. Essentially, the new Bailey, but you know with yeah. kicks, basically with kicks and stuff like that. So <laughs> that you know instead of hugs, instead of you know, so that it's what it is. But yeah, but Dakota Kai, I do like Dakota Kai, Me so too. it'll be fun to see her back. Me too. Um, so let's get to the main event, yes. which, you know, really was anticipating this. Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. 
Um, let's talk about this and actually break it down from the beginning with uh, Rhea Ripley's, um, uh, I guess, entrance to the arena overall. Because wow, that's how man. the show started. Yeah, that's the first thing uh, basically we got, man, was just a zoom in shot of a basic big-ass Suburban pulling up. And she's getting uh, chauffeured through through uh, NXT, uh, pulling up in a, basically the parking lot. And she comes out, checks out the scene, you now do her little jacket thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pulling on her jacket yep. and proceeded to make her way in, in, into the uh, building, man. Just looking badass. I was like, so yeah, man. So I was definitely anticipating this match. Like, I love everything. Man, and shout out to her interest, too. I love her interest. How she does like that wing motion and stump. Like, yeah, it is like. Just stomps the ground. Yes. Like, that talent. <laughs> and just boom, and the lights flicker when she does oh, and everything. Man, just, bro. I love entrance. that. Yes. I was like, yes. I, I need to go ahead and download that song because yes. I'm loving it. Like, it hypes me up. Like, she does. Yeah, everything about it is awesome. Man, she just looks badass in her yes. whole get up as well. You know, yeah. and then Shanna Baszler coming out looking like a G, just how badass as, as yeah. well, looking to take care of business. And uh, it was a great match. I knew this wasn't going to finish, though. And I was hoping for yeah. that as well. And I'm glad yeah, oh, it me didn't. Too, me too. I was happy, actually, didn't. that it didn't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because this is one it didn't need to finish. No. And, and no. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Shannon Bezzer got the hell out of there, too. <laughs> she got out of Dodge. She's like, nope. It was funny because they had brought in a chair. Yep. You know, they were trying to be uh, Marina Shafir and Justin Duke. You know, they came out because they're like, you know what? This, this girl is just beating the hell out of our friend here. We better go ahead and uh, stop this right now. Just put an end to this mess. And so they came out, and then you had, uh, you know, Shayna Baszler trying to take advantage. It wasn't a DQ right away, um, but they had introduced a chair. Uh, Shayna Baszler was going to try to use the chair, but, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley put a stop to that. She grabbed the chair, um, and then she was, you know, the referee was like, don't you do it, don't you do it. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, go ahead and do it. She's she's earned this. So she went in, uh, Rhea Ripley hit Shayna Baszler in the back with the chair, uh, that ended the matchup. Uh, Shayna, yeah, got the hell out of there. She wanted no more of her. Uh-uh. Uh, Rhea Ripley, like a bad, the badass she is, picks up the chair, sets it up in the ring, just sits on it, and is like, Man. "Come on, you want more? Let's go!" Yeah, yeah, like, come on back here and come get some more. So I was like, oh man, this is this is gonna be great. Just I, I am anticipating their rematch. If Rhea Ripley again, if she is added to that matchup, she is winning. Oh, there she, is no yeah, other yeah. way that, that I think she go. will get added. You know. William Reed, we were just talking about, he's going to make yeah. some type of perfect logical sense of reason why she needs to get in. I'm like, yeah, I agree. And, yeah, she's definitely winning. Yeah. So, but, yeah, for for what it was in terms of the matchup, like, it was hard-hitting. It was a stiff matchup. It was short, but it was like, you know, you could feel it. Like, it was a good tease for what the match uh, was going to end yes. up being in the future, yes. man. Just the, both of them just like, you know, you, it, it's just they're so similar in terms of just both of them being badasses, yes. you know, and just like you could believe either one of them beating the other one with what they're good at. Like Rhea Ripley is just powerful and she's a fighter brawler. Yes. And then you've got Shayna Baszler with the submissions and technical skill. Like it, it, it's such a great matchup. Like I am so excited yeah. to see this happen. Man. <laughs> oh, my God. And just you could see just, Rhea Ripley get me being, there. Yeah, Rhea Ripley, uh, like, sh- replacing Shayna Baszler potentially. Like, oh, this feels yeah. real. Like, Shayna Baszler is in trouble. Like, this yeah. is a real threat for what, her, what for it, sure. Uh, not, Nigel McGinnis said, like, the paradigm has shifted. Yes. 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 I believe it. it. Yes. You could feel it. Because the crowd, like, it's just an energy that Rhea Ripley is bringing where you're like, you know what? 
she's that chick. Like, she's yes. the one. Like, man, yes. this, this, I could picture the belt on her already. I could see it. It's just, oh my God, it's going to be so good. So, yeah, man, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait for their matchup. It would be great if they had like a series of matchups too, because it just feels like one of those th- matches that I would want to see multiple times happen. Oh, um, man. You know, I That's think that would be point. great. That's a good point. Like, yeah. you kind of do a slow burn approach to this. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. You know, even that first title, if they, you know, hopefully they have them have their title match. And if Rhea Ripley were to win, I would want to see a rematch. You know, or if they have the, the um, you know, Horsewoman interfere and cost Rhea Ripley the, the championship. That would be another way where you could you could continue it on. Yeah. But it's just it's just such a, a be- just beautiful booking that I just want to see this happen as many times as they can give it to us. So just... You know, don't hold back. If you guys want to do like a best of <laughs> seven series with Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, oh, dude, I'm for it. Yeah. You know, let's go. Let's go. I think this can truly be Shayna Baszler's rival right here. Yes. Like, this can be her, her rival because, you know, because she doesn't really have a rival when you think about it. No. Because you can think about with other certain refs like Ember Moon and Asuka, they were rivals. Kyrie Sane would probably be the closest thing to it because she beat her. In the uh, the first uh, May Young Classic in the final, that's true. So, and then Kyrie beat her for the championship, also. So that would be the one person because she's actually beaten Shayna Baszler. I think she's the only one really that's beaten Shayna Baszler like that in a, in in the big matches. Um, so yeah, that'd be the one person. But even with Kyrie, it's like they 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 have the history, but with with Rhea Ripley, there's something about just yeah. both the presence that both of them has. Like, it's just, like, too... It seems like you can do a lot with this. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, a one and done. This is, like... No. Oh, uh, we can we can take a break and come back to it, too, if we needed to. It's one right. of those type of uh, stories here, man. And I love seeing two, like, superstars who are somewhat similar going against each other, too. Like, there's something cool about yeah. that. With, like, similar styles or just similar looks or everything. And just from a... From a you know, visual standpoint, from an audience standpoint, it's just so fun to see those matchups happen. And Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, you know, just seeing them, like, go at it for the first time. It was like, yeah, because they're so similar. You know, you got two guys who, you know, similar styles, similar looks, you know, similar, like, uh, ways that they came into the business. Like, just seeing them together, it's like, oh, man, real cool. And, like, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, again, the look, the feel, the badass yeah. side that they yeah. have to them. Like, it's just so cool. Like, like, and it's funny because I didn't even really put this together like this would even be possible that you would see Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. But when Rhea came out, I was like, oh, my God, how did I not see this matchup <laughs> as a possibility? Like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. So, yeah, sometimes, yeah, they just hit you with that. Like you just you don't even you never thought about it like like a whole bunch of other wrestlers. Yeah. You know, thought, but not Rhea Ripley. No. Though. Like, oh my god, that makes total that makes total sense. sense. Yeah. Wow, wow. Can't wait, man. I, and so yes, just more of this. I'm I'm ready for it. Let's go. Just just bring it on. Bring it on. Um all right, and then the last thing that happened, it was just a, a short thing to kind of hype up the, yeah, the yeah. live show. The Undisputed Era with with your boy, Adam Cole Bebe, with the new newly minted tag team champions and Roderick Strong yes. just kind of being there, just kind of saying, "Hey, the prophecy is getting ready to be be fulfilled." You know, make sure you tune in. Um, so, why don't you break this down, man? It was real short, but I'm gonna let you get this one because that that's that's oh. your man's right there. Yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> man, you know, I like this segment. It was short and sweet to the point. Basically, Adam Cole got 
got to the point. He was like, man, he was celebrating with the guys. Like, oh, man, this, this is coming along. This is my prophecy, you know. The one I, I prophesied is coming to fruition. And, you know, we're getting ready for our boy, Roderick Strong, to go against Valentin's dream and, you know, take care of business. And he's getting all He sounded cocky, too. You know what I'm saying? Because he said uh, since everybody got gold, he's basically going to get gold. And it will be truly undisputed. Yeah, and, you know, Roderick Strong a little bit in there was uh, reveling in that. He burned the couch. He's like, you see when I lit that couch on fire? It was so good. Yeah, I hated that couch. And I hate you, Velveteen Dream. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's a pretty cool touch right there. And, uh, yeah, just overall, like you said, man, they were just saying, hey, you know, it's going to happen. And that is undisputed. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm – I guess – so to to put it out there, maybe a quick prediction on that because that's going on next week. Do yeah, you, yeah, let's do that. Do you yeah. think that this is the night that it happens, or do you think they hold off and and wait for like a takeover? What do you think? Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. Ah, oh, man, do you do a championship switch on your debut of live on USA Network, or you hold off and build it up for takeover? Uh, you know what? I'm going with my first thought. I think they would be smart to do a title switch on the re-debut of NXT live on USA Network. It would be perfect. So the it October be, 2nd show? No, 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 not the October 2nd. Uh, the sep- September, what is it? It's next week, September 18th. Okay, the, so the, the next, so next week's show. Next yeah, week's show, yeah. not the AEW uh, show uh, night, not that night, but not the premiere of the AEW show, but the premiere of the NXT show. Right, you think it'll right. switch that? Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. The premiere of the NXT show, so I think uh, that's when I think it's going to switch right there. Uh, uh, to me, I see that it makes sense. It will be newsworthy. People will talk about it. Eyes are going to be watching because this is the first episode or re-debut of NXT going live. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you on that one. I would think that, you know, my gut, my first reaction was, oh, it's yeah, it's happening. It's happening. He's going to win it, <laughs> and they're going to fulfill the prophecy, and that's it. So I, I think it does happen. I mean, if it doesn't happen and they want to build it up some more, I'm okay with that, too, because, you know, Velveteen Dream keeping that belt for a little bit longer would be nice. But you, you could feel it. It's coming. The switch is happening. And, you know, for this first show to kind of give the, like, have a big moment happen for the debut, like you said, the re-debut of NXT Live um, on the USA Network now, that would be a really cool moment. You know, have the whole Undisputed Era in, uh, in the middle of the ring with all their belts being, you know, being the way that the show goes off the air for that very first show that they have live. I think yep. that would be a hell of a sight to see. So, yeah, man, I, I'm with you there. I think that that's that's what I would predict as well. Yeah, man. You know, it'd just be a good moment right there, a good lasting picture as they're uh, they're signing off, and you just see Undisputed with all the gold, you know, wrapped around their waist. Wow. Wow. Man, prophecy will be fulfilled. That's what we're predicting. All right? I'm with it. I'm with it. I like that. All right, well, we are done with the NXT recap. So, any last thoughts before we call it a show? Uh, it was a decent show. Uh, you know, it had some, you know, some parts in the show that, you know, I just wasn't into it. But other other than that, it was still decent. I really enjoyed the Pete Dunne and Angel Garza match. 
and the Rhea Ripley and uh, Shayna Baszler match, man. It's very good work, man. So I enjoyed some of the couple of segments too, man. Street Profits and Undisputed as well. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Like, Arrow Guy really is uh, still a work in progress, you know, and so his match with Boa was okay. We had Cameron Grimes and Raul Mendoza, which Cameron Grimes is still a work in progress, so that match was okay. But that was offset big time by Pete Dunne and Angel Garza, which both of those guys did an amazing job. Yes. I mean, if you take the Pete Dunne and Angel Garza match out of this and you take the Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley match out of this, then, yeah, maybe this is a lackluster show because it's like, it what? man, yeah. Damian Priest yeah. and Cameron Grimes? <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is not Ooh. a good way to go. But, right. yeah, you, you, it was... Really a smart job to have Pete Dunne versus Angel Garza match. That would just shock me to see that they had that matchup happen and Angel Garza being in a match of that caliber so soon. And he looked great in the matchup. So it just kind of confirmed what we both believed about him that, you know, this guy's great. He's got the charisma. He's got it all. So really excited for that. And, yeah, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. More please. More please. Um, so, yeah, that final thing, man. I guess tune in next week because... We're going to be crowning the, the Undisputed Era and, and seeing the prophecy fulfilled. So um, it'll be nice to recap that and to see whether or not it actually happened. Um, really excited for that. So, yeah, I'm excited for this this uh, live edition of, of NXT. Um, you know, it, it's been a long time coming. I think congrats to the, all the to everybody involved in NXT. Yep. Uh, Definitely deserve it. Well deserved. Well deserved, for sure. They worked so hard. Triple H is, is, and has done a and a Getting tongue-tied. Triple H H has done an amazing job. William Regal has done an amazing job. Just everybody involved has done awesome work to make this the gold standard. And it's this has been a long time coming. So I'm really happy to see that they're getting rewarded in this way. So, yeah, I will be tuning in live to see it. So that'll do it for this recap episode for NXT. I am Afis. And with me, as always, has been Devin. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.